Hey guys, welcome back to the Winners Club podcast where all we do is win, but when we don't and we lose, we learn, and that is a form of winning. Guys, I have a special guest today, and I want to let you guys know that we are recording right here in Las Vegas, Cal- uh, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> Cal Nevada, let's and go. And so if you guys see the beer in the video, we're just enjoying Vegas for what it is, and we're having fun. But I got a special guest here today, guys. We got my main man, Mark, here. And I met him over at the Ryan Panetta Content Day event. And, you know, we connected instantly. And the reason why I wanted him on the podcast, guys, is because him and I are in the same coaching. We're in Wealthy Creator, but we're in the Enterprise. And in the Enterprise, the ticket is $20,000. And so if somebody is willing to invest $20,000 in themselves to creating content, to bettering themselves... I got to get them in the podcast. So, Mark, welcome aboard. Hey, man. Thank you for having me, guys. You guys got a phenomenal setup here. This is super cool. I didn't expect to shoot podcasts in Vegas. Here we are. Here we are. Let's do it. Oh, I messed up because we're having so much fun. I got my amazing host, PJ, right here. Yo, yo. What's up, guys? How you doing? And if this is the first time of you guys listening, my name is Brian Tran, your host. And if you guys can do us a favor before you guys listen to the rest of this, give us a five-star review on whatever platform you guys are listening to this to. And if you're not subscribed on YouTube, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button. But let's go into it. Let's go. But before we go into this, man, oh. Brian, what, yo, what is our mission of our podcast, man? What are we trying to do here? The main thing, guys, is that we want to teach business life tips and really just share with you guys some of the mistakes that we've made, some of the things that we're doing right so that you guys can follow along and not make the same mistakes as us, right? So let's get into it. Mark, introduce yourself. What do you do? Yeah. Give us your story. Yeah, Take man. the road, man. Take the rain. <laughs> so, guys, uh, I'm a concrete guy at heart. Like, that's where my business ended up. I, I had a, a dad with a small thinker. Um, he basically lived in the world of efficiency and small thinking. Like, How just, small? Like, like, I mean, it was me and him. Uh-huh. And, and maybe one or two other guys at top. So we're in this construction. I'm six years old. Now I'm dad's right-hand man. So trying to figure out kind of my path, you always thought as being the owner's son, you know, you kind of get the perks of being the owner's son. No, opposite. (laughs) Dad had my ass no matter what. Like, he's always after me. If I'm sitting, he's yelling. And, uh, you know, the guy just knew what efficiency was. He knew, like, I mean, I remember, like, he's making me straighten nails and put them back in the coffee can. After you pull them out of the, the little stake or whatever, you pull the nail. So we're saving nails. Like, <laughs> this is where we're at in life. And, man, so anyway, like, just growing up with dad, like, I just earned, like, okay, I'm at respect with efficiency, right? And coming from North Dakota, there's not, like, an abundance of opportunities. So you got to, like, you pretty much got to be, like, the most efficient operator to make it. Mm. And you got to remember, like, construction is, like, worse than even like a restaurant, like the survival rate is like, like half of a restaurant surviving. Really? I always, yeah. but I mean like all the contractors I know back home are, are driving like the nicest cars and making yeah. the big bucks. Yeah, they are now. <laughs> Wait till a couple economic conditions yeah. affects them. Um, and it depends what market you're in, man. But like, it's true. Like it's a freaking grind because no one wants to overpay for anything. Right. They're, they're willing to go with low bid. Like that's how we're taught, you know? And my dad was so efficient. We could make low bid. So we, we, we survived that way. What's the competition out in North Dakota? Like how many concrete guys are out there? Like, is it, is it saturated? 
Yeah, you know, the space has gotten saturated. My, my dad would always tell me, you know, the money's in the mud. And uh, so I took that mentality. Um, you know, I just learned from him. And, and the, the space is a little crowded now. It, it is. Um, there's different spaces that have opportunity and, like, weakening a little bit more. Yeah. But, like, man, the concrete space is a little crowded. So I had to, I had to adopt. You adopt or die, right? That's right. So um, basically growing up, I worked next to dad learned everything about concrete we did siding we built garages we started uh you know did any kind of remodeling work anything to survive because we went through all these market cycles and he was gonna die whatever so i ended up make a dollar an hour with dad starting out every year he gave me another dollar raise so <laughs> nice, like, nice. yeah yeah so dad was like trying to prop me up he's like you're made 54 dollars this week as a six-year-old kid you you're, should be super proud and i'm like you made it son yeah and i and i was i was like i was like shit when i saw that first check i think it said 52 dollars. i'm like wait wait Whoa. sorry i know your story but does it was it a real check that was written out to your name like yeah mark coon i think i think like at that time like i don't the IRS can only go so far back. So yeah, it's like, yeah, at course, that point, he like wrote me off his materials. I don't know how he did that, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it, it said, Mark Kuhn, $52. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I got 52 bucks in whatever, 1994. That's a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of money like, as a kid. A yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going shopping. I'm buying all the crap. Dad would never buy me. Yeah. And uh, so that kind of unlocked a potential from me like, man, that's, that's something I really wanted. So then the next year he's like, I'll give you another dollar every year you come back. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so let's fast forward today. Is, is dad yeah. still in the, the, the concrete business or is, did you take over? Yeah. So dad and I ended up getting to college and dad's like, you don't want to pour concrete to last your life, go to college. Right. So it's okay. like, okay, listen to dad. Cause dad's taught me everything so far. And so I basically fast forwarded through that. I made it through college. I butt heads with dad. I'm not helping him anymore. I said, uh, I'm going to go get a W2 job. Just going to do it. Whoa. I'm going to just go grind for someone else. Well, it was an oil boom in North Dakota at that time in 08, 09. Okay. So um, a lot of people were there. And anyway, um, met my my fiance or my girlfriend, Chelsea, and my wife now today. And, yeah. and uh, we decided to buy a home. Because they were given like seven grand to buy a home back in the day. Like in 08. I don't know if you remember that. But like they give you like 7,000 bucks because the market was just like dying right. for real estate. And so we bought a house. Um, that same week, I got, like, fired from that job. So we closed on the house. Now I don't have any job. Now it's like, whoa. So what did you do? Dude, I, I, I like, had to reflect for a week. Like, Ryan's story hit me today. Like, yo, he had to, like, I had, I had a mortgage to pay. Yep. And now I didn't have, I had no job. And I've never been not used to hitting a job. So it was like, okay, well, what do you do, man? You Like, this is life for death to me right like yeah i gotta go find a job so i ended up just going back to construction i ended up like stalling a fart fit like anything i could do to go make money and i actually my my wife's dad today had a company and one of his employees had to have some work done remodeled his house but i used his tools to do the job that wasn't the long-term plan to be a contractor i was like i don't want to do this for the rest of my life but man i made like 10 grand from that job took me like a month and a half i'm like shit you know, on the sound. So Yo, like, that's, that's great. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah. That's more than 50 bucks. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. So, so like you get little wins and you mm-hmm. start stacking up these wins and it's like, I did another job and I did a concrete job and I didn't have a skid steer or anything. Mm. I made five grand in like a week. I'm like, mm. man, 
I like this. Yeah. Like I work hard and And fast. this is during like the uh, like 2008, 2009 when people were actually still doing jobs during the recession. Yeah, so mm-hmm. keep in mind we're in the oil boom world, so North Dakota is a little sheltered when we're in recessionary type ah. events like in recessions crop prices grow go high and so do the oil prices so typically like north dakota booms so like right now in this economic condition we're in You're man fine. north dakota's doing great ah gotta go to north farmers dakota. are making hand over fist money they're loving it um the oil's been a little shaky just because of covid effects but right. i mean like there's opportunity there when um you know when in, in recessions so. so what happened next you were making money yeah i just started stacking up wins so then i was like Boom, I'm going to hire a guy. I'm going to leverage my time a little bit and try to double my output. The next big step. Dude, yeah. And then now I'll get like, now I got a guy responsible for. And then um, had him help me the first year. I think that's all I had. It was like one guy. I think I ended up firing him after a few months. But <laughs> um, just learning the, you know, just he was cheap. I was always learned to take the cheap because the labor and then just try to work the crap out of yourself. Yeah. Dude, that doesn't pay. No. So like, I just was taking what dad was learning. I had to pour more concrete, do more jobs, make more money. And so I was in this effect. I was getting these five, $10,000 wins, right? But it wasn't enough after a while. Like I go three days down the road, shit, I got to do a lot of stamp patios to hit a million bucks. Like this is 10 grand a whack. Well, you're, you're in North Dakota. So North yeah. Dakota, I mean, five, 10 grand, is, that's a lot, right? Like yeah. you, it, it's not like California where rent's super expensive, right? No, yeah, all so, different. So let me ask you this. When was enough not enough because you were just trying to make it five, $10,000. I mean, yeah, probably when you got fired from your last job, you were like, Oh my God, this is great. Yeah. So what changed? What was that defining moment where you just mentioned it? You wanted to make a million dollars. What drove you to say that? Yeah. So when, when I I just kept going, I kept doing more and I kept, I kept on the path of burnout. Basically Mm. I was do more, make more money. And so what hit me is, uh, me and some buddies went to a an event down in Minneapolis, which is near us. Dude, I, I like had a full panic attack in the car. Like like the stress, just the the levels of stress that I was seeing. Yeah, was like intense. Like it was just like overwhelming because I had to do so much more. I was uh, no systems in place. I had nothing mm. in place. I was just mark bidding, estimating, marketing, doing jobs. Yeah, yeah. And the the customer's whole experience and like. Dude, I had panic attacks. I didn't sleep. I had night sweats. Like, my marriage was not good. Um, we're trying to have kids. I think we had one kid, and it was like, I was not in a good place. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I knew at that point I had to do less. So, like, then then in, like, 2017, like, my knowledge started flipping. I'm like, okay, is other people really having? Like, you didn't have all this content. Like, it was probably out there. I just wasn't willing to reach out and, like, None of it adapted to the situation I was in. Like right. this content helps everybody mm-hmm. in their situation. So like I just realized I had to delegate. Like the only mm-hmm. way I was gonna do anymore was to delegate and get systems and people and process the whole like have a business. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have a business. So it was that stress that caused you to say, Okay, how yeah. do I make more money but not have to work like crazy? Yeah. yeah. Well I think that's really big, man. Like I think that's an awesome story to share, like, you know, and thank you for sharing that story yeah. that, you know, it all came to the stress, you know, that's what pushed you to the next limit, right? Sometimes, like, the hardest times in our life bring out, like, the biggest rewards, right? Yeah. And, you know, Brian, you say it all the time, right? Like, you know, you're done trading time for money, right? Yeah. And I think it's really cool for you to share the story that's like, yo, like, that's the time, guys. Like, for all the listeners out there, 
that if you're feeling like that, like, hey, like, I'm just, I'm spreading myself out thin, it was time to delegate. Yeah. It's time to step up to the to the big boy pants and start hiring some people and, and doing it right, so. Yeah. Yeah, dude, when you're, when you're in the grind, like, that five years, that's almost any anyone in business like you're grinding for five years just to get like yourself some credibility and like mm-hmm. some like people can hire you it's like yeah here's the jobs i've done and, yeah. and so like you have to grind like that in the first five years so where are you now let's let's talk about you yeah now. Yeah, yeah so like that, that you, you went through some everybody has to eat crap at some point i think yeah. the people who eat the biggest crap are usually the ones that are the most successful right yeah so but, yeah, like where are you now we converted this whole company started systems processes everything in place but we like we scaled up to 25 million so like it was a pretty is a pretty big jump between and that's all in north dakota what city yeah it's uh grand forks so uh, basically an hour around grand forks about a hundred thousand population in the surrounding area of that so Guys, not big you don't need to be in a big city to make big money you just yeah. heard it here have you i've never heard of grand fork i don't know anything about north dakota but this man right here just made 25 Million dollars gross. Yep. I guarantee Jeez, you guys, really? Oh my God. I guarantee that, you guys. Yeah, yeah, that was a big yeah, number, bro. Hey, in, even in business and even in construction, even if you took 20%, you guys do the math. And yeah. I, I'm not going to go into how much he made. Yeah. This guy's loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we can if you want, man. Hey, if you're comfortable with <laughs> it, go down. Let's be real. Yeah. Let's be real. Hey, hey when Vegas. you're scaling, you're reinvesting, right? Like, yeah. this is all about us investing in our knowledge us willing to invest in uh, Ryan Pineda's enterprise group to hopefully bring us to the next level. There's ceilings and you can, now I can feel the next ceiling coming in where I need to spread further than Grand Forks, North Dakota. Mm -hmm. I got to spread to the nation or I got to spread to a bigger area. I need to collaborate with people that are doing bigger and better things too. So, so wow. I mean like, did you see massive growth? Like, did you just jump up or was it like a slow, cause you've been doing this for so long. Yeah. A lot of people think, you know, you, you overnighted your way to $25 million. Is that true? Or was it like 10, then 12, then 15, yeah. then How was that process? Million? Yeah, how was that process? Well, you know, everyone wants to hear just like only because they just found you. It's like an overnight success, right? right. No, no, it's a freaking grind. You know, yeah. Hormozy, I think, explains it the best on some of those. But like, you have to be beat up, spit up like as contractors, like yeah. Ace Morby talking today, whatever. It's like, dude, you get beat up all day and then people are slow to pay then i'm financing projects so when you when i in 2017 you know i was probably doing four or five million in revenue you know so it's like Mm -hmm. um is it a slow scale well i don't know i mean i guess i in in five years i stepped it up five million each each year yeah um on that on that type of scale but like you have to gain more knowledge at every level like that my my knowledge in 2017 is what i needed to figure out how to get myself out of the operation at some point. Yeah. Um, and then it exploded, right? Yeah. Like all that five years, it was just what Mark knew, the knowledge. Yeah. I didn't have the skills to build a company. I just didn't have a company at all. Mm-hmm. So and today let's, let's break that down. If you don't yeah. mind, like yeah. I want to know, I mean, to do 25 million, how many, how many people do you employ? Um, what is your role? Like, do you, are you going out giving bids anymore? Yeah. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. So my role as of, you know, a couple of years ago, I'm basically a purely a visionary. I follow a platform called EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. A lot of companies are running that nowadays. Um, but we jumped on board two years ago, completely pulled myself from any operations, a bid, estimating, uh, doing the job, follow project management, none of it, right? Like I'm not doing, I, I, I 
delegated those positions and tracked them with with numbers, basically. Jeez. You know, so like that's the only way you can get out. Like you can't live in the operations. You you're 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 your own worst enemy. You I'm, are. I, I'm learning it every day. I mean, um, I can't. I agree 100. percent And you know, the thing is that sometimes we just don't. We always struggle with like, can can we do it better than everybody else? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how many people run your company now to do 25 million? Yeah, so we're up to like 40 employees, probably up to 50, over 50 when we're seasonal because we got oh, wow. concrete guys. Oh. Yeah, so we're broken up a little bit. We have we have a concrete division. We have a general contracting division. Um, and then we have real estate and then also property management. So I'm kind of vertically integrated um, with a couple extra companies, which um, I just added in the last couple of years. So, um you know, we'll probably have 50 plus employees, you know, by the end of 23 is likely where we're going to be. And that's enough. You got to have some good processes in place. So to get to 50 million, do you think you need about double that? Or do you think now you have the right systems that where, let's say an accountant could probably handle the whole thing, right? Yep. So what does that look like? Yeah. So it, it, is, it, is, is it even your goal to get to right? Yeah. Uh, 50, $100 million in construction? Dude, for sure. Yeah, like, you want to? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, I'm a I'm a goer, and uh, to get there, you gotta you gotta really you gotta figure out scale. So economies of scale, yeah. right? Like, so you're talking about. So now I'm at a 25 million dollar level, but I think I have a company actually built out for about 50 million, right? Or 40 million. So like, I don't need same, to add many people. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I may not have made a lot on the, like, let's say we did 25 million because of. I've had to grow during that. Cause like yeah. as these companies grow, it costs money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're reinvesting yeah. really back in the business. Yeah. You're trying to like build it to the point where it's like, this thing is just like as efficient as possible. Yeah. Saving every single dime, making every single profit. It's funny because you know, when I tell people like our gross revenue, they're like, man, you must be loaded. I'm like, yeah, but the thing is like, I think you and I were, we're mavericks and we want to chase the next growth and to get to that next level, you have to take all that money back and you have to put it in. So people are like, man, you must be loaded. I'm like, no, I'm paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I, I mean? yeah. Like, yeah, but, but hey. I choose to be paycheck to paycheck because I'm I'm not happy with where we are. I yeah. wouldn't be happy if I'm in the same spot next year. You're trying to get to the to the bigger end goal, right? Yeah, I yeah. think that's where I think that's a huge lesson to like everybody else that's like listening. Um, that it's like, hey, like you have to reinvest back, right? Like you can't yeah. be complacent with the goal. Like if you want something bigger. Yo, you gotta you gotta plan. You gotta put it back in and and really try to build this thing from ground up. But you know that that story is awesome, man. And and I really want to ask you. You know, we're talking big numbers here, man. Yeah. You know, your your company's over here doing twenty five million, and I, you know, I just want to congratulate you that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but you know, let's bring it back for for everybody to yeah. to even you know somebody who's starting out maybe like they're at a hundred thousand, you know, and they're trying to make the million. Right. What's your advice to somebody who's trying to go from like zero to a million? And I have a second part question, too. That's like, do you think the process from going to four million, like you said, to twenty five million? Do you think it's the same? And what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, when you're starting out, like I, I get, always get mentors that ask me now, like on LinkedIn, like people DM you all the time. It's like, how, how did you get from here to there? Well, if you're under a million dollars in revenue, um, you know, typically you don't have any systems in place. You have no leadership team. You, you, you can't allow that, right? Like, so I talked about, like, it took me five years of grinding just to get up to enough revenue where I can actually bring in key people. Mm-hmm. And I always, like, the key for me was I always hired on my weaknesses. I got real intentional with myself on, like, what am I weak at? You know, there's a handful of things I'm not good at. I'm a visionary at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. Like, I'm not good at a lot of things yeah, in operations. 
We hear that a lot on the podcast. It's like all we talk about. Really? Like, I, yeah. That's what he says all the time on the podcast. So. I'm bad at a, at a lot of things. Yeah, dude. I just look cool doing them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But well, I'm here. Admit <laughs> it. Own it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, my wife gets so mad at me at home because my, my paperwork is all over the place. And I'm like, I'm not organized. You knew this. Your brain's like, all over, man. You know this. Yeah. I mean, That's what my desk looks like. I'm a Paper closer. Everywhere. Yeah. Just, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, let's get back to it. Sorry. Guys. Well, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, keep it real. We're in Vegas. It's all true. So like you get yeah. up to like 4 million, like you asked yeah. before, it's like four to 10. All right. 4 million. You probably got a couple key people. Mm -hmm. You probably are starting to maybe break down divisions in mm -hmm. like saying marketing, uh, you know, operations, your data, your accounting, you're probably getting key people where it's not all the one, like you wear so many hats. And yeah. Like, yeah. You, when you, when you get them key areas, then you're like, Okay, now I need to like start building out systems because mm -hmm. now I can't do everything, right? Right. Once mm -hmm. you can't do everything, it's like I don't want to do everything. You like you start figuring mm -hmm. that out at four million because that's where I was having panic attacks. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Mark's yeah. got to do it all. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is too much pressure, and like I just melted. I just so yeah. What does your day look like now? Because you have the people. Yeah. You probably have the people going out to go on bids. Yep. You have the people actually doing the work. Yeah. Probably have accounts payable. Yep. So what does your day look like now that you're Yep. You know, at the 25 million mark. Yeah. So like in, in EOS, for instance, and I implement, I have three companies now and we implement EOS. I attend the leadership meeting. It's an hour and a half long. And uh, basically I attend one of those on each of the companies every week. Mm -hmm. That's my integration in that. So it's seven and, you know, whatever, six hours of my time. And then literally with operations, it's like now all it is, is I spend time with Jen in marketing, Mondays and Fridays, literally all day. That's all we're thinking about marketing and self brand. Because now I can share my story. I've had so much opportunity networking. Like yeah. you, like like that's where Ryan, like guys like you. It's like you guys understand that. Like this is so valuable. BJ's over here recording just your self brand, yeah, dude. But you're gonna go way further, you know, than than most people will. It's like you gotta you gotta spend all your time networking, marketing. I'm not a good networker, like. That is one of my weaknesses, going out in a big room and then like just shaking everyone's hand. Like I can do that, but it's uncomfortable. Yes. I'm from North Dakota. You're from California. I, that my culture is not that way. We don't hit big groups of people because there's probably there's not none anyway. They don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of Let's people in general. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah, no worries, no worries. That's I want to take it back because yeah. that what you said and and from going from Making a dollar, two dollars, mm. three dollars, and mm. now even just at one point making celebrating the five thousand to ten thousand. What do you think makes you click? Like, why are you this way? Why are you wired this way to to chase growth? I I think you know PJ's asked me before, but I want to know what makes you tick. Like, yeah, I think that you the, have enough. Yeah, yeah. The, People tell me I have enough. I'm like, you know, but I want to hear why. What's your why? Why are you working? And building, I mean, most people listening to this 25 million. Heck, I'm listening to this 25 million. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. But I know that's not true. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. We'll <laughs> that. Yeah. I think, you know what? I love, I actually like, I'm really passionate in helping people. So if I can be the best investor, the best contractor, the best real estate developer, and I can help other people, um, most people get really closed off and everything's a secret, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what you do is your niche and it's a secret. I, I think being a contractor, if I can go out and help 100,000 other con contractors at 400,000 or whatever a year and 
and get them to a million or three million, like I get a lot of satisfaction from helping people. Yeah, um, we gotta get you a course. Yeah, yeah, a course. yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I'm I'm literally yeah, I'm like trying to get there. Like, um, I'm we we have some stuff shot. Okay, <laughs> and so hey, we're, everybody, hey, follow yeah, my yeah. man so you can get the yeah, details yeah, on the yeah uh, LinkedIn the and Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Mark Coon at or Mark Coon Mac. Let's Everyone calls it. me Mac. Hey, man, yeah. I'm gonna put it right here, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So follow me there, but like, I am like. I'm more, I loved real estate developing. I love owning real estate. I love being an investor. It's allowed me to think less about trying to make income. And I made income. I put my contractor money back into real estate investments now. So the, so, so your driving factor is helping people. And inevitably, like, you, you know, the only way to help people is to become bigger. Yeah, right? I, I think so. Yeah, and I, I love doing more. I love... Like I said, I think at the end of the day, it's like helping people though. Like that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm passionate about making others elevate themselves. Yeah. What book are you reading? Well, I'm reading this book. Why? Well, this is because I'm weak here and I, I want to pay attention or maybe I, I lost focus and I'm weak here now. So it's like people ask me what books I'm reading. What are you doing? How did you do this? I, I just love, I love telling them. I'll yeah, jump no. on a podcast and For tell sure. them exactly what I did. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you the question too, because... I'm very interested to know, um, aside from like helping people too, because, you know, back then when you were grinding, you know, there's probably not a lot of people asking. So like, what, what about entrepreneurship? Like for you, like you were driven to like, what enticed uh, you about it? Yeah. I, you know what? I don't think I knew I was an entrepreneur until I like read the definition. Then I was like, oh shit. That's me. And it's kind of like, what's the definition? I don't even, there's so much like taboo with like entrepreneurship. (laughs) Everybody's like, are you an entrepreneur? Everybody's an entrepreneur. I thought, I thought you just put it on a business card. I could just, I could just right now go on my Instagram and change it. I'm an entrepreneur, baby. Yeah. 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 Category on Instagram. But, but what, what really like, what drives you about this entrepreneur space? Like, why do you do it? Like, you know, yeah, you know, I think I was money hungry as a contractor, Mm -hmm. but uh, like I always wanted to do more. I wanted to do better. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be looked up too because when you first start out yeah and and it could be one of our employees go out on their own your initial is like i hope the worst for them yeah you know what i mean like so how much i was in the contractor space and i'm doing different things mm-hmm. i don't follow the herd when i'm creating like i disrupt yeah and yeah. so like my main word is disruption and that's what Disruptor. i did so I like once it. once they accept you as a disruptor then you're like in the good old boys club yeah they accept because yeah. they're like yeah he's doing a lot to get in there yeah. And he broke through because to break through, dude, that's, yeah. that's not easy. Cause you're, you're hated on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hated on now. Yeah. And we're still disrupting. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so people don't want to hear our outcome. Um, and that's fine. They motivate me. Yeah. Uh, haters are, are pure motivation. It's just how you see them. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I like having this thing. Like I don't want to fail. I, I won't quit. Yeah. There's there's several times I yeah. should have quit. Yeah. Like literally. Like yeah. walk away, go get a job, figure this out, and then come back. Well, I was like, all right, lost a hundred grand on this job. Whatever. Like be the bigger, you know, like this. You is, just wanted to keep going. You're like, yeah, what else does Mark have? I forced you know? it a little bit and it's like, but I, I knew I could I knew I could do it. That's kind of like the entrepreneurial gene though, right? You know, yeah. like I, I think that's awesome, man. I think for a lot of people out there, you know, the part where you said, um, you know, you wanted to go prove it to people, right? Like you wanted to be known, like 
Dude, that's completely fine, right? A lot of people maybe, like, look yeah. at that bad, but, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you're not trying to be harmed. Like, you know, you want to be, and especially at the fact you want to help people. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? I think if anybody else feels like that, run with it. Yeah. Don't, go do some big stuff, you know? Winners like, never quit. We pivot. Yo. Yeah, I love you heard that. It here. I you love heard that. It here. And yep. it's like, you don't quit. We may not do that same mistake. We may not do that same thing. We're going to pivot. We're going to, but, you know, we don't quit. Ever. Yeah. You do it quickly too. Like yeah. you, the 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 more I've done in business, it's like pivot quickly. And we've pivot, all lost. Implement change. It's fine. Hundred thousand must be the, the the thing. Like we all look. Like, I've lost a hundred thousand. You sound like you lost a hundred thousand. It's it's normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it happens. It happens. It happens. If you haven't lost a hundred thousand dollars, yeah. you're not an entrepreneur. Yeah, you keep grinding. Yeah, you're making it. And as soon as you lost a hundred thousand, then you know you made it. Yeah. Oh. For sure. So I want to I want to take it back and I want to ask a question, man. That's so, it. you know, your story is amazing. And, you know, you were talking about how like there was a time where you just had to, you know, part ways. Right. And, and leave your dad. Right. Yeah. I want to go deeper on that. And, you know, I really wanted to ask, like, what was it like? Like, you know, like leaving your dad and, and wanting to do your own thing, because I feel like there's a lot of situations like that. Right. There's people who are employed by. Know, certain people and they feel tied to it right because they feel like they owe them something or like mm -hmm. you know this and that but like for you like why did you why did you feel so deeply like i'm gonna quit like i'm gonna leave and what was that like well i think that was a pivotal moment in, in in your life right yeah yeah the let's just say like this is where i like integrate with all my employees today but like mm -hmm. he was shrinking and, and I couldn't take over. My growth stopped. I could, uh, he wasn't, there was not any opportunity there. Yeah. So it's like he couldn't budget in his mind, me, the opportunity. So he closed everything off. Let's do less. And then mm -hmm. I'm working 30 hours a week. It's like, this doesn't make any sense, dad. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this? Well, we're, mm -hmm. I'm making more money for him because mm -hmm. I can't keep him busy because we don't have the jobs or whatever. It's like, yeah. but then he just closed off the opportunity. He started tightening up all his expenses where Pretty soon his overhead zero and now Mark's not even in the overhead. So it's like, um, and that's what I tell my employees today. It's like, I need to keep growing. He needs to keep growing because he needs to get the opportunities, the PJs, everyone involved in, in his company. Because yeah. if he can bring them new opportunities, that's going to bring you up. It's going to bring all my employees up. They're yeah. coming up with me. Yeah. They're they're not, you know what I mean? I'm like just yeah. drinking. I just said the same thing. I said, guys, I, I want you guys to, you know, today I'm yeah. sponsoring everything. That's fine. But yeah. one day. We're gonna be on a boat together. Yeah, we're gonna be in a private jet together. Sponsored by me. Oh, oh. by him. Let's go. Let's go. The next time we'll fly in my private jet, or the yeah. next time we'll be on your on Brandon's boat. Oh, oral yeah. race, me, Mark, and uh, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> we'll North Dakota's a detour. You know <laughs> that, right? It's more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's it's do it. More yeah. fun when yeah. you when you when you can actually go out and and they don't need you to pay for everything. But we we just out there. We're doing bigger things. Yeah. And these are just toys. But imagine if we went out there and we say, look, I want to do this for charity. We're gonna go to Vietnam. We're gonna help the adoption. Uh, a place yeah. that I, I go to every year, I give usually about ten thousand. It go it, it goes up. But imagine if you gave ten, then Brandon gave ten, then Jonathan gave ten. Yeah, we're all changing the world. Together, now we can you know? like we yeah. can do a bigger impact. Yeah. yeah. And I if I were to just you know for me to give fifty thousand right now, it's eh, you know I could do it, but it's gonna be like a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I yep. mean, but imagine if you get you know that's what I like, dude. I, I like that too, and I think it's awesome, man. And like just kind of going back, like you know that growth, right? You knew your growth. You, you knew that you wanted to grow a little bit faster and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that, you know, you guys are all good and, you know, you're out here making <laughs> big deals. I don't, I don't know of him. Okay, I don't know good. either. Like, he put yeah. his dad out of business. 
Are you guys all good? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So dad and I are our best friends today. Oh, yeah. I love it, man. I love yeah, it. That's yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Dad out of business. <laughs> baby, I had baby, to like yeah. keep the keep it in there yeah. for a minute yeah. in this building. But yeah. Yeah. No, man. Dad's an inspiration for me. He taught me everything I knew about like grit and like grinding mm. and like He really did. When I was oh, hearing man. that story, I was like, I already knew. I was like, dude, he, he, he right. planted it. Yeah. He planted it in you. Yeah. You know, maybe his vision was not matched up to yours, the it potential, wasn't. but Hey, you know, he primed you and, you know, I, I know you're, you're obviously grateful for that too, yeah. but going back to your story, that's cool, right? Like, I think, you know, we had that conversation, right? And I think it's super important to be around people or even maybe associate, especially like work for me. I want to work with people that, you know, we all want to grow, right? Like yeah. my boss wants to grow, like they have good interests. And, you know, I think that's super big to want to actually grow with your company, right? Like your leader wants to grow team your employees wants to grow and right yeah. that's a really big thing and uh do you is that something you guys look for like when you guys are like hiring for employees that's something that you look at or yeah man so like like i'm a peer visionary now right like i mm -hmm. tell them where we're going and or what i see that where we're headed and mm -hmm. uh i cast that on i literally like when we hire I ask employees, like, what's your five-year goal? Like, mm -hmm. is it aligned with ours? Mm -hmm. What, here's our core values. Can they match with ours? You know, and like, um, I think today we learned like a new personality test index, the PI, yeah. um, which was interesting. So it's like, when you have to have these employees buying in, otherwise, if they don't, they're not bought into the vision, mm -hmm. they're not growing with you, man. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. they're just a burden to your company now. So now you need to make the hard decision do I need to bring in new people? Mm -hmm. uh, employees, you know, it's sad to say, but employees like long-term is like five years, like, and they move on to a new opportunity because it was a bigger, better opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's definitely something when you hire, man, it's you, I, I asked their hobbies. <laughs> I asked their five-year vision. Yeah. Is it going to be with my company? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I try to match it up with our core values. That's, that's literally my, my sauce, my secret sauce when hiring. I love that. What do you What do you think about that? I mean, Brian? my main thing now is like I need to cast a big enough vision that you can see yourself in it. Yeah. If my like vision that. is only to do, all right, let's let's say all I cared about was to maintain. Mm -hmm. That means that if you were hired today, PJ, you're gonna be where you are in five years because I'm just trying to maintain. Mm -hmm. But if you, you know, you know where I'm trying to be. I want to be. I want the. You know, I mean, I'm gonna use. Toys Go because ahead. toys show. Go ahead. I mean, people resonate with that. This, yeah. Santa yeah. Claus, you I said. have a private jet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Imagine how much revenue I must be bringing in. Yeah. To where you can make seven, eight figures as well. Yeah. Great. And content. then you'll be with me for a long time. Bro, and better then content everybody for else. Me. That my, the rest of the crew will be like seven, eight figures. Mm -hmm. But if my if I told you tomorrow all I wanted was a Mercedes C three hundred. Yeah. That's it. And I don't want to go. I'd no, be like, I'll, I'll no do that more next than year. That. I don't want to, I don't want to buy any more rentals. Yeah. I don't want to grow this company anymore. I just want you to make content so we could just document my life. And just next year will be the yeah. same thing. You're going to be like, man, if he's only making, I don't know. Yeah. That X, then that means I, he can only pay me this much at max. Definitely. So yeah. limited opportunity. And then that's man. why you're going to leave. Yeah. yeah. And so my job is that we have to cast a big enough vision and actually execute it so that, you're going to be, this is a, this is more than a, we started off as, you know, my employee, but now mm. you're now a friend and then eventually I want to be a business partner and we can just, yeah, for sure. Keep going. Yeah. I think vision is super important. Like, I mean, this is for me, this has been the greatest opportunity to be able to work with somebody that's like, Oh, like 
I want you to be a part of this. I want this. This is my vision, yeah. right? And I'm really like, all right, cool. You know, PJ and the PJ. Like, let's go, bro. You yeah, know, PJ the integrator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think that that's super big, right? Like, you know, I'm to, I'm an employee, right? But now I, I'm looking at it like, yo, like, I don't want to be employed. I want to be partners. We're gonna start stuff. Well, and that's then, like, I say, let's take it off. We, if we run a course, you're gonna get a cut. Yeah, we're, we're gonna do everything. We're gonna do it know? all to where you're gonna make more. Than just your salary. Yeah, but what I'm saying yeah. is, it's like you know, you've sold that to me that I'm like, bro, I'm like, I don't want the salary. Yeah. Like, I want to just like let's grind together. Let's like let's eat shit together. Like all that, you know. And I think you sold that vision enough that I'm like, the fact that I'm willing to like be like no salary, like you know, that's pretty big. And I think that's powerful. And I think vision is really big for you know anyone who's under you. Um, for me, that that's how I drive. So, well, you're you know. believing what he's saying, right? Mm -hmm. You're believing his vision. You're willing to work for zero salary just because well, you know the potential. Not, I know, yeah, right now. I know that, but you're willing, willing to cut the salary just yeah, in yeah. case he has a bad year. PJ will cut your salary tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I, I gotta go, bro. I gotta go down to the slots right now. Yeah, go downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I, I'm gonna transition this because the next thing that kind of came up was that your dad instilled so much like wisdom and i think he kind of taught you the value of a dollar yes and you have kids today i have kids and so i want to ask you because you're about uh, you know like five or six years ahead of me because your kids are a little bit older what are you doing today to teach your kid what your dad taught you plus more like so that they're not just uh you know because you're probably much more well off than your dad was yeah, their yeah. Age. so yep how are you teaching them the value of dollar? How are you teaching them to go out there and work for it and not just expect to, I don't know, goof off and go to yeah. college on your dime yep. and blow all the stuff and live this crazy lifestyle and do all the drugs? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it is much different. I grew up in a trailer park, you know, like we had nothing growing up. My parents divorced when I was six. That's why I, when I started with dad, that's how we bonded. Um, but today with my kids, like, okay, now we got the big fancy house and like, you know what I mean? Like you give them all the lifestyle. Um, you don't want them to be jerks or, or see anyone differently. Um, and I don't think my kids do that, but how I, how I want to inspire them to do bigger and better things. I want them to, I think the greatest thing you can give as a father or your intention is for them to be better than yourself. Right? Yeah. Like if they go beyond you, um, I don't know if my dad casted that same vision and that's why I left him. Yeah. You know, so, so like for my kids, I'm like, all right, this is what the normal kids are doing. Cause like I stick out like a sore thumb in North Dakota boys. Like, I mean, like, like I yeah. just, I just do like uh, everything <laughs> I do is unconventional in North Dakota ways. Um, and, and so everyone's like slowly, you know, you'll do this and you gotta, you gotta serve this guy. You know, it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna do my own path. Yeah. I'm going to disrupt a little bit more and grow a little quicker. So it's like, yeah. I, t I do tell my kids, like you guys, um, I, I just try to instill, like not unfollow the herd. That's like my theme. So if I can unfollow the herd with their brain and what they're thinking about, like, don't just go to school, go to college and get a job. Like, I'm not going to pitch that theme. That's an old theme. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, it's a retiring old theme. So it's like, and now, now it's like, okay. So I went out and I was like, I'm going to buy my kids an eight plex. Um, actually I didn't buy it for them. I used their money that their grandma's put in their college savings account. Cause it was on earning like 0.02%. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, you know what, let's go buy an eight plex. His dad's investing in multifamily. So it's like, mm -hmm. 
every grandmother that they had and mother probably shunned or like questioned what I was doing. Yeah. They're probably not, they won't in 10 years. I guarantee it. Well, I mean, they should now, but, but it's North Dakota. Yeah. They don't question me now because it's like, but like, say you didn't know anything about vesting and you did that. And it's like, I I know that they're going to have, because I don't want to pay for their cell phone. I want them to pay for their cell phone. Yeah. I don't want to pay for their car or their insurance or any of the crap. My dad didn't pay for any of that. He made me earn the money. And then he's like, you buy yourself that stuff. Yeah. He literally, like, the guy co-signed a scooter when I was, like, 12 for my birthday. He co-signed it on the loan. Wouldn't, didn't buy me anything in the scooter. Just literally co-signed the loan <laughs> on a $4,000 scooter so I could get around <laughs> and get to work. So it's like, thanks, Dad. Happy birthday, he said. Yeah. My father, my father would have never done for this for me is what he told me. So it's like, for my kids, it's like, I'm going to help them out probably a little more than that to grow them quicker. Yeah. But it's like super unnatural on how I'm going to do it. Like, it's just, like I said, I'm going to go back to the term unfollow the herd. It's like, I'm not, we're going to invest your money in a, in a rental. Yeah. I'm going to teach you what an NOI is. I'm going to yep. teach you what expense ratios are. I'm going to teach you what vacancy means. I'm going to teach you how real estate works. And, um, you know, their investing career, they're, they're probably more knowledgeable than most adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in yeah, investing yeah. so knowledge is power i so mean end here's of the, day. the thing right like in, 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 Wait, how, how old are your kids before yeah, before man. we yeah. keep going yeah so i got a seven and nine year old daughter and then a two-year-old son okay so oh. yeah because um, that's the thing because like you know brian your kids are a little bit younger so like you know your stories when i hear it, i'm just like oh okay like so it's kind of interesting to hear that um you know a little bit of different age so yeah 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 but go ahead brian what were you saying see i when I look back and, and people ask, like, why, why I do what I do and what makes me click is, and I don't disrespect money, it's because mm-hmm. I've worked, I've carried toilets, I've changed toilets, I've done the, I've cleaned, you've, if you heard my last podcast, I've cleaned poop, I've cleaned everything <laughs> because I ran an SRO and I had to do it. Um, my kids, I feel like they need that, but I don't know, I could be wrong, yeah. right? Because that taught you, like, People have it hard. Yeah. So you need to humble yourself. Yep. But also you need to understand like I put in the time. So that's why I earned the right to do what I do. If they don't do that, I, I wonder if that's gonna like mess with them a little bit because they're they're I mean, I have I mean nice stuff and I think I, so. I, don't, I don't want them to think that's just normal. I think and so. so I'm like, do I need I need to send them to go do some Dirty work. Yeah, send them to your rentals, bro. <laughs> Clean yeah. it up. Oh, man. Yeah. Doesn't get any right? worse than that. I don't yeah. know. Um, you you know, think that matters? Well, like, let's think about today what we learned at the the event we right. were at, right? Like, let's talk about yeah, let's Pace, and let's talk about Ryan. Let's do it. Ryan. Shout out to Ryan Panetta, though. Yeah, Ryan Panetta. Really good course, guy. Yeah, and yeah, a yeah. really good, really Ryan good event. too, though. Yeah. Yeah, well. And Pace did, too. But, but Ryan realized, he's like, I'm not touching a toilet. I get it, but he did. I'm sure he did some? He did a form of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He f- he flipped homes in a different world, though. Like Pace was like hands on. Yeah, he's the contractor. He grew up a little more like I did. Then he realized it's like, dude, why am I doing these low level? Yeah, jobs. They're not paying high enough. So I don't know that your kids need to, but they need to understand. To understand. Yeah. They need to understand why they're not doing it yeah. or why they shouldn't be doing it because you want to leverage your skills. Knowledge is power. Their skill set is high enough. They'll be like, no, I don't do that type of work. No different than Brian. I'm not, I'm sending everything to my EA. 
It's not yeah, with I my don't time do it anymore. It's but, not you know, with I, my time. Yeah. But I mean, like, you, I think you teach your kids that. That's just as valuable, in my in my opinion. I mean, yeah. like, um, do they got to mow the lawn and paint the? You know, like that's kind of what I bought the Aplex for the kids. Like, like so <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's figure out how to paint it. Actually, they they found a painter. Yeah, I mean, I think if you could, you, if like, you can make it fun in a in, in a fun way for kids at the moment, like, yeah, dude, they'll they'll learn, they'll run around a freaking Aplex. I'm like, like ah, dude, they love know, the like, cash. Like, exactly. my kids are money hungry. I'll, I'll bring that up because <laughs> is that uh, good? Or? I was listening to Patrick Bet David, and he just oh, sold yeah, his yeah. company for I don't know, couple two hundred. 400 million, something like that. It's ridiculous. And they said, Pat, are you going to take it easy? And he goes, what the hell are you talking about? I have to keep going because it's not fair for my youngest son or daughter. I think it's a daughter. I, I don't know. I'm butchering this part. But he goes, <laughs> because the, the, the oldest kids, they saw me busting my balls, working hard. Yeah. The second kid did. The third yeah. kid did as well. Yeah, the I get third that. kid, if I retire, I'm doing a disservice to that kid, yeah. right? And yeah. so I have to show them that I'm grinding. Yeah. Now his grind is different. I don't. I mean, now he's in meetings and all yeah. that stuff. So uh, you're right. Maybe they don't have to change toilets and stuff like that. But we have to show them, like, you see that car? You see that Bentley that we drive? That the whatever? Like I worked for that. Yep. Yeah. You need to work for that. Yep. And so now it's like I'm teetering, and they're, my kids are too young. I'm sure they'll yeah. work hard. But old you kids? I hope. Uh, I have a four, a little four and almost two. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't no, know. You're busy. You're, you're priming, busy. You're priming them right, though, man. Like, I think I it's take cool, them to like, work. I make them sweep the shops and yo, stuff like that. You're on, you're yeah. on Instagram, and you're, like, talking to them while they're sleeping and, like, you that's know, awesome. giving them speeches. I them like, I was general, like, yo, yeah. like, dude, that, yeah. that's awesome, man. I think that's... Well, positive talk is one thing, and then the mm. other thing is, like, I mean, I that sticks around. Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember, like, when I was a, a young buck, when I was, like, probably, like, 15, I was asking my mom, like, and I'm Filipino, too, so, like, okay. you guys are going to understand the story. I was, like, like, mom, like, should I be a nurse, like, when I grow up? And, and she was, like, and it was the best advice I've ever heard in my life. And she was, like, I don't know. Like, you should just do what makes you happy. And I was, like, all right, oh, cool. Yeah. Sounds good. And I was just, like, I, I didn't go to call. I didn't really finish college at all. Yeah, like, right. I picked up a camera. And I was, like, yo, this is fun. And I just kind of ran with it. My mom wasn't really a believer but once i started like doing it for a living she was like okay i believe you yeah. so wow. I, I think it's really like you know um you know when you tell your kids stuff like the small stuff you might not remember it but you know they remember you know you're oh. obviously at a developed level yeah. you know you're a grown man like you kind of like eh, but your yeah. kids are young they're developing they remember that stuff yeah. you know yeah. i'm gonna switch gears real quick yeah uh, hold on before you switch gears go ahead. i wanted to ask a question all right, so Mark, what I want to ask you too, Brian, because you know this applies to you. So I want to ask you guys, like, you know, it's a parenting thing. I'm not a parent, so I want to know, like, you know, your kids are 15, 16 now, and they're like, "Yo, I ain't got no money, Brian, Dad, Mark, but I want these new pair of Jordans. Can you buy it for me?" Like, what what is like your response? Like, how how do you feel about that? I'll let the, our guests go first. All right, let's get it. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah. So my girls want the world, and they want it all now, and. Mm -hmm. uh, I usually tell them, so I like, I pay them allowance. Like mm -hmm. it's great actually, since I've done it, like there's a little sticker chart and like, I have never, I haven't washed dishes in like three months since the sticker chart, but they earn like 20 bucks a week. <laughs> and it's like high insight. It's 20 Yo. bucks each, 40 bucks. I was like, I don't have to do, I don't have to do dishes, laundry. Anyway, it's helping me at home. It's right? honestly yeah. one of the most businessy, but like smartest thing. Like yeah. as a parent, to people be are going to be like, well, that's not right. But you know, guess what? I was going to hire a maid anyway. So yep. you're the maid. But at the same right. time, too, they're they're learning that you have to earn 
what you want in life, you know? Here's the flip side of that. Mm. So, like, you could be a parent that just Mm. says, oh, you know what? I just have to do those chores for my, because of my family, right? Like, I'm just expected of it. Well, Mm. okay. But you don't get, but your parents pay for everything you have. So they're instead I just reverse psychology did mm-hmm. and I'm paying them for the stuff and then they're buying their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know I what got, I mean? I got an extra one. I just thought about that. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do this. Look, check yeah. this out. I will pay them to only when they do my laundry and my dishes. It's that's not for it. themselves. Yeah, because yeah, it's not for it. themselves. Like, yep. hey, yeah. if it's your laundry, that's yours. Yeah. Yep. Like, if you want. Yeah. You can pay somebody to do it. Pay your little sister or whatever. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But I would do that. I, oh, that's a yeah. good one. I yeah, like yeah, that. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> what, would you, what would you do, Mark? What would you do? As far as like the... Yeah, so, they're like, hey, yeah, I they, want this. Come on. Oh, they, yeah. have to wash, they should got be washing their own clothes but, anyways. Like, they blew it. So I don't <laughs> yeah. know. They want it. Like it's coming out like next week. What, what's yeah. Up? So I give like I give them the allowance. Like, mm. okay. And then they they actually fund, like say they make... It's like seventeen fifty a week, whatever. Okay. I make them put about 30% of it away. So usually they'll hand me a five and then I put it in their savings account. Okay. Mm. So I like digitally do it on my phone. I show them how I transfer the money in. Mm-hmm. So they got like $390 in there right now each. Mm-hmm. So then I say, okay, well, you can spend that money. I don't care. Yeah. Like, that's just why it's there. They kind of mm-hmm. save it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they have the disposable money. They go to school and buy candy, whatever. You know, okay. like, yeah, yeah, you do yeah. what you want with it. Buy yeah. crap. I don't care. Yeah. Like um, but I mean, like if they didn't I, have it. I, yeah, my wife will probably settle and try to figure out a deal, <laughs> a deal around dad. But I'm like, I'm like, we're using 200 bucks and you're paying me back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Air George are 300 bucks. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I teach them like that. It's a loan. Yeah. It's not given. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So absolutely. Like, just like if I were to charge a credit card. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're basically loaning me the money, mm-hmm. but at the next 30 day or whatever statement ends, I have yep. to pay it back. So I'll do that. Get, get it back. Yeah. yeah I, uh, yeah. they got to know the value of something because now they go to the store, like shit, you not, they go into the, the Claire's or whatever. It's like some junk store, like where you buy lipstick and nails. And it's like, yeah. Jesus, 17 99 for this little crappy nail set. Yeah. So yeah. Like I'm buying that. <laughs> you, you know, it's going to stick with they, them when they're like 21, well, 25, they start, you know, like, yeah, they start understanding values of yeah. things. It's like, Holy, I had, the, I had to work a whole week to buy that. Right. Yeah. Cause she wanted to make 17 bucks. And dude, they're asking me about everything. They're like, yeah. um, cause they're, they're, they're friends at school. Like, uh, dad, you're rich and everybody knows that because you drive a Tesla and you have a big house and you own apartments. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. I'm rich. I'm rich. You're not. I'm rich. You're not. Oh yeah. I said, fair enough. Why yeah. do you think, why do you think they think that? Well, they look at the assets, right? Like, yeah. and then, uh, mo- mostly the liabilities, apparently liabilities make you look rich, but it's like, you know, it's the other way around the toys, the toys are fun. And if you can afford them, they're fun. Yeah. 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 Um, but like my kids understand like how much everything costs. Well, how much was that Tesla? It was $130,000. You know, it was, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, how do you figure on spending that much? It's like, well, you know, I try to look at my passive incomes. You know what I mean? I try to like get the psychology down. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like the end goal. Like yeah. figure out the value of money, everything, anywhere we go. It's like, how much was that dad? Yeah. So like, I want to like think about like that. Most people don't. I mean, most, no. ki- most seven and nine year olds aren't anyway. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome that, you know, both you guys are teaching your children like these principles, whether like they know it or not, but it, you're instilling at them. And I, I think that's awesome. And I also think it's great that, you know, this is the reason why we do what we do, right? Like you guys are striving to, you know, make big money, make big deals. But like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when your, your kids come to you, 
with like, hey, like, can you buy me this? You're still able to be like, you have to earn it, you know, opposed to like the other story. It's like, you know, it's like, hey, can I buy it? And it's like, no. And they just get the no, right? They don't get the option, right? And like you guys have the luxury because you've put in the time, you've worked hard, you know, to be where you're at, right? And But you still give your kids like the discipline that they need. And I think that's awesome. So I just want to, you know, congratulate you on God, that guy. This is a basic principle. And I think for mm. those of you guys listening out there, like you w- actually, I'll take that back. In today's world, you could probably make a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, without this principle. But okay. if you want to keep that money, you need to understand the value of a dollar. Mm-hmm. And then you can't just go spending and blowing. We're in Vegas right now, guys. We can, I can go out there and probably blow $100,000 like in 10 minutes yeah. if I wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> But you bet your ass I'm not because I understand it's going to, it's, that's, you know, that's not smart. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's a basic principle. I think that's a, if I had a button to like hit, like you guys need to remember that, like understand the value of a dollar that if you're still working and trading time for money, like his daughters are making $17 a week. And if they wanted to buy $200 pairs of Jordans that they have to work, what is that? Like nine weeks, eight weeks just to pay for that two months. Mm Hmm. How does that make sense? Yeah. So that's uh, to, to bang off that, yeah. that, you know, we talked about like when I had panic attacks and like when I was starting out, like yeah. what changed? It's like, I remember, I remember watching something on Grant Cardone and whatever. And he's like, you know, it's not about what the money you make. It's about the money you keep. Uh, maybe that's a different saying, but yeah, kind of it, the same. W- it was, it was like, figure out what the wealthier are doing yep. and freaking do that. Cause I was just a contractor, just kept rolling in more money. I was just paying more taxes. Yeah. It was, it was just like a hamster wheel. Yeah. It wasn't covering more. Um, and so it's about the money you keep, man. That, that is like power. And, and if you don't understand that, there's a ton of content about how to keep money, invest yeah. it, be smart. Don't, don't pay a ton in taxes. You shouldn't, especially when you're growing. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're smart, savvy, real estate investor. Yeah. You don't need to. Like, no. You could still make a lot of money. I could still look rich mm-hmm. to the public, but I probably pay less taxes than your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> depreciation, guys. Depreciation. <laughs> depreciation. We'll yeah. go into that. That's we can go into a whole uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like that. You know, yeah. like to all you know, hey, to all listeners, whether you're you're a parent trying to teach your kids, you're an aspiring entrepreneur, you're just a young buck out there, understand the value of a dollar. You know, really try to step away from keeping up with the Joneses, like, yeah. and just stay in your lane and, and understand the meaning of it. It's going to go a long way and especially learn how to keep the money, guys, because at the end of how much you make, it's about how much you keep and then how much you can invest and then how much your investment pays you. and Then you can go buy the toys. Exactly. Let's go. So I want to kind of ask one last question. We'll wrap this up. But you're doing a lot. How do you balance everything? What does balance look like to you between the family, the kids, the business and obviously obviously your personal time is are you unbalanced? Are you? Yeah, I I was unbalanced. Um. You, you have to, you have to figure out, I don't work weekends, man. I'm off at five. We're kind of similar, similar in style. I don't, I try to get, if I'm going to start a company, you're going to be in operations a little bit. Yep. You and I will be, um, as we're making systems, but like get out of them as fast as possible. We're not as helpful in a business. Let's cast the business. Let's, let's get it operating. But like I balance, I'm with my kids all the time. I don't work weekends really. Um, will I take phone calls all weekend? Will I have to answer emails at night? Yeah. We own businesses, man. Like that's part of it. Um, I don't know that like, it's a perfect balance, but I work normal times, not overworking. I'm, uh, 
you know, I, when people need things, I, I respond back to them in a, in a timely manner. And then I, I, uh, <laughs> but is there a perfect balance? Like I don't just go home at five and like, Oh, screw the world. I'll yeah. be there Monday or something. Yeah. It's not like that, man. You own a business all the time. So like work-life balance is not my best term I use. I'm always working, but I shut it off and I try to be like a 10, you know, like uh, yeah. with my kids, like I try to give them all my attention yeah. and try to like give it to them because like you could still work eight to five and still be a crappy dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go home like, drunk and you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You throw the kids an iPad and throw them in a corner. Like they, you won't even see them all night. So it's like, you still want to be a good dad. You still want to be around them. You still want to mm -hmm. do activities with them. Like my kids like playing cards and stuff. I think it's still quality over quantity. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can spend five hours with your kids, but if they're all on the iPad and you're on the phone, yeah. it's, it's like whatever. But if you spend one hour, two hours at the zoo, and then maybe three hours of them on the yeah. iPad and you working, that's quality time. Right. I, I think you got to track <clears throat> you know? what time you're spending and yeah. doing it. Like, you, you might only be working eight to five, but then, like, why are you not spending more time with your kids? And, like, you know, I try to get two, three hours with my kids every night. Mm-hmm. That's plenty. <laughs> They're sick of me by then, and I'm sick of them by then. So it's like, all right, we're ready for bed. And and but, yeah, those guys, they're they're a blessing. We all hope as fathers for our kids to be better than us. Like that is my ultimate goal, and yeah. I think, you know, like that's the ultimate gift we can give. Yeah. Ultimately, when people think of balance, I think they think of like, okay, if you look at a three column, thirty three percent, thirty three percent, thirty three percent, that's balance. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so much deeper than that that it's not. It's that the form. If you were to base it on that formula, it just wouldn't make sense, mm -hmm. right? It's 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 quality, not quantity. And therefore, if you spend quality time, you can get a lot more done. Just like with work. Yep. I don't need to work eight hours. I don't work eight hours a day. Sometimes I'm gonna right. be honest with you guys. I probably work three to four sometimes, and some days I might work eight hours. But it's about what am I doing in that three to four hours? Mm -hmm. What am I doing with my kids? What am I doing at work? So it's different. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I think the balance you get back too, like if, if, if Brian and I want to run to Miami for two weeks and it's like, you know what, tag the family along, we'll run to VRBO. Mm. Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You can. You might have to pack PJ so we can shoot some content. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like that, Man, I, I just that's learned. balance. Yeah. Like yeah. kids are going to love you. Like yeah. we don't need to be here to yeah. make every decision. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I, I want to ask though, like, you know, what is your thoughts on, you know, the reason for overworking, right? Like prior tourism, the, the, the working side of the balance, like too much, like, yo, working eight and then working until midnight, you know? Cause I don't know if, if you guys experienced that, if you guys done that, but you know, I feel like as a, as a newcomer in the thing, it's really easy to get caught up in like overworking, right? Yeah. Like what is your thought on like that? Yeah. So overworking, I, you know, so now we're like in the content space, right? Mm. Like now it's like another wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, it's a new business. For and sure. now it's like, I can respond to DMS all night. <laughs> exactly. I could, right? I, could exactly. That, I just, that's what I mean, to, yeah. Um, I use a tool called block time block, basically block scheduling. Okay. I spend an hour doing this. I try to keep out all the fluff. So all the, mm -hmm. the, I don't check my emails every eight minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't check my DMs every eight minutes. Mm -hmm. I block 15 minutes if I'm morning into bed. But like, if I'm on my phone all night, I'm not spending it with my wife or mm -hmm. like you're laying in bed next to her. It's like everyone's on their phone all night. And then like when that thing goes off and then everyone's sleeping. I'm a little guilty of that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, Brian's wife too. can appreciate this yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so so, podcast, so block your time yeah. off you know shut the phones off at nine uh -huh. talk to each other whatever it is right yeah. like i get up early but like 
block your time. Try not to. I think if people are working that long, they're just not efficient with their time. Yeah, yeah. See, so that that was like the thing that I was trying to hear. I wasn't sure, like, you know, because hey, it's just like, could it be work, work, work? You could make more money, but like you could probably just pull back, be more efficient and yep. then still have time to do what you please, spend time with your family and things like yep. that. So I think that's really key. You know, like, are you working efficiently or are you just working like a madman, like just running around, like Absolutely. not doing nothing? You know, if you don't have kids and you don't have a girlfriend, you're listening to this work all you want. doesn't matter. Like, yeah. And that's what makes you happy. Do it. But because that's what I like. If yeah. I didn't have kids before kids. Before, like I love working. Yeah. So you'd be doing I can just work. work all day, all night and go network and all that stuff. But once you have kids, you chose to have kids. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's your responsibility. Yeah. So now you have to make changes. But again, it's always exceptions to every rule. Yeah. You're single. You got nothing else to do. You might as well work. I like that. I, I like to hear that, like, you know, yeah. this side and, and this side, too. You I'm know? just giving you guys the exception. Yeah. You know? But I just want to I yeah. want to tell you guys, I want to give my piece. You guys choose your path. Right. Understand what you want. You know, if you don't want to be the guy working like thing to th- like eight to twelve midnight. Yo, and, and you think it's a problem? Don't be that guy. You know, be more efficient. Learn something. But if you want to be that guy, be that guy. If that, that's yeah. what makes you happy, be that guy. But yeah. you got to know your place, guys. So, yeah. Let's end. Let's ask one last question. Uh, what's one yeah. piece of advice for the listeners out there that you want to share? Like, you're like, what's that? What's like, what do you want to scream at the top of the mountain? And uh, like, we'll end that last piece uh, there. Yeah. Just to help elevate everybody. Yeah. To help you know, elevate and share. Yeah, so like the biggest thing that I always tell, like I'm gonna I'm gonna scream, unfollow the herd, right? Like don't follow the common pathways that are uh, comfortable. Yeah, put yourself in the uncomfortable positions, whether you like it or don't. I, I'm uncomfortable right now. It's not it, it, that, but we're growing each other, right? Not like, that uncomfortable. I hope. I hope the podcast is good. <laughs> yeah, enough yeah, that. the Modelo's good. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, for sure. I you know what I'm getting at? Like, yeah. put yourself in uncomfortable situations. I'm from North Dakota, so you. Uh, that's why. Yeah. But put yourself in uncomfortable situations and then keep after it. Like, don't live the comfortable path of of it's got to be school, it's got to be college, it's got to go get a job, climb the corporate ladder. Go like, drink fucking at um, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well, network with guys that have done big things and yeah. and be willing to take some calculated risks. Yeah. And you have to, like, as entrepreneurs, we take some risks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This doesn't all work out all the time, fluffy, like we're talking about. Dude, there's some, uh, you're losing 100,000. Like, you just got to get used to that. Learn from your mistakes, but unfollow the herd. Just don't, it's fine to disrupt. Yeah. Just go on your own path. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing. I hope you guys heard that. Yo, Replay that, this guys. last portion. Don't follow the herd. You're not cows. Yeah. Yo, create your own path, guys. Let's go. Yeah. Mark, Mark. Let's go. Mark, how do people find you, man? Like, what's your Instagram or where, where are you? YouTube, where are you at? Yeah, Share yeah. So I'm, I'm on all the platforms. You can follow me. Uh, I'm most uh, active on LinkedIn. So Mark Kuhn Mac, M-A-K. And uh, follow me on there. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on YouTube. Um, I'm on all the platforms. You can find me. And that's Mark with a M-A-R-C. Yeah, we'll Mark be sure to include all the links on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you guys find this. Um, yeah, don't yeah. worry, guys. We got you on that. Subscribe to my newsletter on LinkedIn. That's called Unfollow the Herd, believe it or not. Ooh. Yeah, so um, awesome. I want you to follow that. That's going to help you provide content on your path on not following the path. Awesome. I love it. One last question, Mark. What you doing this next year, 2023? What's the big goals for you? Yeah, man. So, well, we're we're vertically integrated with construction, 
uh, investing in the properties and then property management um, and real estate development. So what I'm trying to take down, I'm trying to develop at least 200 units, acquire 200 units, multifamily, B or A. Uh, class. And then I'm also trying to uh, build about 50,000 square feet of luxury storage. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's one of my goals at the end of the year. Big goals, but I know you better question. We're going to bring them back on the podcast next year. We're going to be in this luxury storage. What'd you do? Did you do it? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Keep me accountable. I love that. All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Again, if you guys like what you're hearing, leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and we'll catch you guys at the next one. Awesome. Yeah, and give Mark a follow. And if you really did love this podcast, share it with some friends, bring some value to them, and hey, let's win together, guys. Let's go. Peace out, guys. Bye. Peace.